0: Did the Rams make some big impact UDFA signings? That's coming up on Locked on Rams. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Ramley? Thank you for making Lockdown Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. We're also available on YouTube. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and most importantly, drop your Rams takes down below. Drop a comment down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. You might know me for covering the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. I've covered LA sports for over a decade. Ever since the Rams moved back to LA, I've been repping the Rams. I'm loyal to the soil, and that makes and to your right is Mr. Travis Rogers, the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for ESPN 710 LA. He's entering his eighth season covering the team. You can follow him on Twitter at
1: Travis Rogers. Now, Trap, we got some UDFAs to get into. You ready to get into them, man? Those guys always have an impact. You always get a couple of guys you didn't expect, so let's absolutely do it.
0: Yeah. It's like finding that diamond in the rough. It's like extra credit in class. Look, I mean, it can only help your draft class out. And if you look at the success that this organization has had with UDFAs, guys like Darius Williams, Malcolm Brown, Morgan Fox, Johnny Hecker, Troy Hill. Look, this team has hit on UDFAs. First question I have for you today, Travis, is what do you think about the Rams approach with UDFAs and how they construct their roster?
1: Well, I think you got a really good idea. You just mentioned, Doug, a bunch of the guys that they've had success with that they've, you know, these are players that are available to just about anybody, right? That obviously an undrafted free agent is going to decide, you know, that if you're a a defensive back, well, I'm not going to go to a place that's got a full defensive back room. They can kind of pick where they want to go as far as where they think they might have the most impact, but. The Rams have had a great deal of success here, and and part of it is, you know, by design and part of it is by being good scouting and knowing which guys to pick, and part of it is just they've had no other choice they haven't been able to load up the front end of their draft. They haven't been able to go in to the first round over and over and over again. And even in the second and the third round, they've been relatively limited to some other teams in the NFL. So that back half of the draft and the free agency pool, the undrafted free agent pool um, is where the Rams have had to kind of find some of their, their, their players. know, yeah, I, I know how much you you like our analogies, but this is something like I bought a really nice house and I've got the things like Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford and, You know, whether it's Von Miller or Jalen Ramsey, but I got to decorate it with some stuff from the thrift store. You know, I got to put some furniture in there as well. I got to go out and find some things. And anybody that's gone to a thrift store knows if if you're pretty good at what you're looking for, you can find some stuff in there that's pretty darn nice. And that's exactly what the Rams have done.
0: Yeah. It's like when you ask your mom, mom, can we eat at McDonald's? And your mom says, no, we have food at home. And these are the food at home. But for me, (laughs) Hey, I'm good with that as well. It's like shopping on the dollar menu. But yeah, I think when you look at this organization, Travis, and how they handle things, I think they really understand that you have to go with this youth movement. I mean, next year, when you consider the, all the draft picks, all the under UDFAs 24 to be exact, you're talking about 38 rookies in camp, this youth movement. I mean, how do you think before we kind of get into the picks and just, to second some of these draft picks that could have an impact on these udfas what do you think about the youth movement at rams training camp and just how that's going to feel heading into this season
1: well this is right i mean this is what the 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 best teams do and and i know that you and i are both huge dodger fans and i kind of want to bring it back to that because i think that this is a really good uh comparison i think what the what the Dodgers have managed to do is have a lot of high-dollar veteran players. Think you Mookie Betts, your Freddie Freemans, the guys like this. And you surround them with guys that are cheap and inexperienced, and you teach them how to play the way that you want them to play, that it's a James Outman, it's a Miguel Vargas. It's these guys that come in with maybe not the, the pedigree of some of the, a, a highly drafted player or somebody that's coming from another organization, but you put them around enough value veteran guys, they understand what they're doing. I think that's exactly what the Rams are trying to do. Find some defensive linemen and put them next to Aaron Donald. Find some offensive linemen and put them in a room with Matthew Stafford and have him understand or have them understand what it is that he needs. Put some wide receivers in a room with Cooper Cup and have them figure out what it is that makes him so great and hopefully some of that stuff rubs off. In a perfect world, you always have the perfect mix of guys that are experienced and not expensive. It's incredibly hard to find that. So what you tend to get is what the Rams have right now, which is very expensive, good players, and then a bunch of you know, shrug emojis and figure it out. And right now, the shrug emojis, they're going to have a bunch of those guys. A couple of those guys are going to turn out to not only play for the Rams, but maybe play important parts for them. They're going to have undrafted free agents on this roster, and I wouldn't even be shocked if by the time we get to the middle of the season, some of those UDFAs are actually starting for this team.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. Not only are they going to make this team, there is a really good chance that some of them will starve for this team and have significant roles. And the first one I want to touch was it? Yeah, no, you have to. I mean, look, yeah. you have to hit on these guys. You have to find those diamonds in the rough and the more guys you hit on the more you have to not worry about finding them in the draft next year. Assigning guys like that. And you can put that money and use that draft capital for superstars. We know that you have to have superstars in this league to win. They went out and got Jalen Ramsey. You got Matthew Stafford. So the more you hit on these guys, the more flexibility you have. I love the comparison to the Dodgers. It does feel like the youth movement of the Dodgers, but yes, they do have Miguel Vargas and James Altman. They also have Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. So you combine that and that's how you have sustainable winning you build that pipeline but a very interesting name i want to start with is quindell johnson now quindell Mm -hmm. johnson what really stands out to me is a free safety. He's a guy I think they're going to prioritize. If you look at the signing bonus that he received, which is nothing close to Steve Avila's signing bonus or anything like that's in the millions, but he gets 30 K and that was yeah. 25% of the Rams, $116.5 thousand dollar budget. So he's taking almost tw- over 25% of the budget. And I think if they had 15 picks in this draft, he would have been that fifteenth pick. Do you think there's something to how much money they gave him in the signing
1: bonus that tells you how much they're, going to prioritize him making this roster. Well, I think it's one of those things, D Mac, that he's gonna make the team, right? You don't you don't buy something with the idea of never using it. You don't go out there and and, and put something in the refrigerator with the idea of never eating it, like to, to use your analogy. If you're gonna go to McDonald's, you go to McDonald's, you don't buy something, put it in the fridge and let it rot. That you yeah. go in there and you use it. They they bought it. They they gave him that money. And I, I wouldn't say it guarantees him a spot on the team, but what it does do is it guarantees him a shot to make the team. Right, that if you are one of these UDFAs that just comes in and is one of a, a, a pool of guys that were not difficult to get, that were not expensive to sign, and it doesn't work out, you boom, you're out of there. This is the like a quarterback that gets drafted in the first round that may stink. He's going to get a chance to stick around because they put this capital in there. It's obviously a much different level of economics, but if I've spent something, I'm going to give you every chance to try to prove me right, whereas if I'm not invested in it, I can cut you loose and and move on from your pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely think there is something there. I think that they realized that, Hey, this is a guy that could have been a seventh round pick could have gone late in the draft. But yeah, I think they realize that, Hey, this is a position where from a UDFA standpoint, you can hit on guys in the secondary. You can hit on quarterbacks to yes. get like Troy Hill. You can hit on safeties. If you look Running at backs. Jordan forward to his situation, I mean, if you look at how they've kind of moved off some guys, I mean, there's not a great a great depth. There's not great depth in that position right now. And yeah, if you look at Nick Scott, you look at some of these other guys that are in the mix right there, I think yeah. that this is a perfect pick for him, a perfect situation for him that he can thrive as a UDFA. You look at his measurables, six feet, 201 pounds out of Memphis, a 4.53 40 yard dash. If you look at that wingspan, 33 inch arms, a 77 inch wingspan. You know, you like your cornerbacks with that wingspan. And really, those measurables, those. The, his numbers, they really are comparable to some of the top safeties in this draft. So yeah, I definitely like him as a high value pick. He was a very productive player in Memphis. And yeah, I just wouldn't be surprised at all to not only see him make this team, but have an impact. So yeah, I definitely like him as a, as a pickup for this Rams team. And yeah, I think it's very, very telling that they invested this much in him. And I think too, they pretty much said to themselves, we could try to lure him with that signing bonus versus yes. trying to pick him later in that draft as well. So yeah, we got some more UDFAs coming up. that. can have an impact. We got some on the defense side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball, and also special teams need love too. We're gonna get in that in a
1: little bit here on Locked On Rams. All right, but first let's talk about our pals at Build Bar. You, me, everybody, right? You always want that delicious snack, but. We're trying to make better choices. We're trying to make sure that we're healthy. You don't want all the sugar and the calories. Then you need to get yourself a Built Bar. That is the best tasting protein bar ever built. you got to try it. So you want the thing that tastes good, right? And you want to make sure that you actually feel good about it. You don't feel terrible after you've eaten it, both mentally and physically. Built Bars are the way to go. They are healthy, and they taste amazing. They are so good. You're going to be thinking, there's no way this is good for me. And how do they do it? Well, they start with 100% real dark chocolate. That's right real chocolate. They come in all sorts of great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. My favorite is the coconut almond. And I don't know how they do it, and it really doesn't matter how they do it, but they do taste like candy bars while maintaining those amazing macros. And they are, yes, very healthy for you as well. Just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein, and now you don't even need to wait to get a box anymore. For years, we've been talking about ordering go bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Samsung club while well, you can still get specialty flavors at built.com that's right your nearest walmart walk into the pharmacy section grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four box of cookies and cream double chocolate bar or coconut puff that's a good one too and if you're close to a sam's club you're going to run on in and grab a 13 bar box with the hit flavors brownie batter and churro puff and you can thank me later
0: And welcome back here on locked on Rams. Your first listen each and every day free and available, review your podcast and also subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're available over on YouTube and most importantly, drop your takes down below. So Travis, yeah, we're going to get into some of these other UDFAs that could have an impact. And really a lot of these guys too, even if they're not starters on the defensive side or the offensive side, you can always have a role on special teams. I think that is another place where you could see, some of these players like Quinndell Johnson have an impact. It could be on the special team side, but one guy I'm very excited about. I know you like your speed and, for me, Xavier Smith slot wide receiver out of Florida A and M. He was a rattler. He was projected to be a sixth round pick. You know, everyone looks at the 40 time of four three yep. eight forty at the HBCU combine by far the best athlete there. What do you see when you look at this guy? Do you think he's someone that could have an impact on special teams, maybe as a receiver,
1: but you think that was a key position that you need to fill there? Well, I think like you said, Doug, th- this guy fills a couple of different roles. Number one, the quickest way to make a team, any team, if you're not a starter, is be good on special teams. Right, that That's kind of the, the, the backdoor way to make your team. Be good on teams. Fill more than one role on a football team and that's what he can do. Brandon Powell is no longer a member of this team. The Rams have clearly decided that Tutu Atwell is not the person for that job because he gets broken when he goes back there to return kicks and punts. So there's definitely an opportunity for him right there. And then, just in the more traditional role, the role that he's played in college as a wide receiver, the the Rams wide receiver room is wide open. There's Cooper cup, there's Van Jefferson and go make the team. Those are the three spots in the Rams wide receiver room and go make the team. There's probably more than one or two spots. I like, look, I like Ben Skoranek. There's no guarantee. He's going to be there. You go down the list of all these guys that we're talking about. You're talking about guys like Austin Trammell and things like that. These are guys that you didn't even know were on the team halfway through that were playing important snaps. There is opportunity on this football team all over the place, but I'm not sure there isn't the most opportunity in that wide receiver room. I think he's got a real chance for the reasons you said. He can play teams, he can return, and obviously he can go, which Sean McVay has clearly loved. See, Just look down the road at Tutu Atwell. That's something that I think he's very intrigued by.
0: Yeah, no, I think that is something you look at too, is that, yeah, maybe you don't have a big role as a receiver right away, but can you work your way up to that? Can you start on special teams? And look, you can't teach speed. We know that this guy, he's faster than a rumor out of middle school. I mean, this guy, he spreads and he can stretch the field. Also too, the route tree is pretty solid too. a lot of these guys. You see Travis, they're speed guys, but either hands aren't good. Their footwork isn't really good. Obviously he's not the complete package or he would have been drafted higher, but I do like him competing there to be someone on special teams that could have an impact. And also you got Sam Jones is another guy, a receiver out of West Virginia that could compete with Jason Taylor on special teams. So yeah, I definitely think that that is the way a little soft landing for these guys to have an impact early on. And then of course, you know, there's so many spots open on the defensive side where guys could step up and have a role. We've already talked about one today but if you look at guys like Tyon Davis to Marcus Davis the guy they just picked up from Arizona State that's a very interesting name I think you look at DeAndre Square you look at Kalecki <laughs> Belechi. I think the next one I think is very interesting is Mike McAllister from Youngstown State this is a guy 305 pounds that's tad bit undersized at 6'2 also a firefighter on the side he's got that squatty build those shorter arms he's compact I think he's a guy that if he had more size he definitely would have been picked in the draft as a run blocker he isn't powerful he's not a road grader or anything like that but he definitely has those hips to kind of seal those lanes off as far as pass protection do you think that help along the offensive line is a position where you
1: can hit at at the udfa spot well you, you mentioned something a couple of things here and this kind of goes back to some of the wide receivers we were talking about but it applies to mcallister as well as, as odd as that may sound In a Sean McVay team, you need to be able to do more than one thing. This is why a player like Tutu Atwell has been so frustrating. This is a player why, like, for instance, like a Tavon Austin was so – and you, you need to do more than one thing. You're talking about the receiving group. If you you can't just be a guy that does a bunch of goes, you need to run the route tree. If not all of it, then most of it you need to be able to play more than just the X or the Y. You need to, be able to play with the X, the Y and the Z. These are, you know, multifaceted guys. When it comes to an offensive lineman like McAllister, can you play a variety of positions, right? This is why a Brian Allen, this is why an Avila are so valuable to this team. This is why you see guys even Joe Nopu really who, you know, Obviously hurt last year, but you can put him on the left side. You can put him on the right side. You can put him on the ends. You can put him in the middle as at a guard position that Sean McVay and Les Snead love versatility. So if you can do more than one thing for this squad, I think you increase your chances of making it exponentially.
0: Yeah, no, I think that is the most important thing for these guys to stick. You have to go in there and show you can provide something at different parts of of the game, of the system, where, hey, this Rams team, they're looking for guys that can contribute right away and doesn't necessarily mean they have to fit one mold. You know, they... They value, they cover that versatility, that positional versatility, the optionality. Dave Roberts likes to use that word every day pretty much in that Dodgers dugout. So yeah, I think absolutely you're going to see these guys. And look, let's be honest here. This organization, they know how to develop and optimize talent pretty much just as good as any organization right now in the National Football League. So they clearly have an eye on some of these guys. I'm surprised that Jaden Woodbay Didn't work out. I mean, he was a highly recruited player. Definitely was someone I thought would have a better chance to make it, but it's clear that they want to hit in the secondary. Would you agree with me? It does feel like the secondary is where they feel, Hey, we've seen the results in the past. Even a guy like a, even like a guy like Jordan Fuller, who he's had some good years Then he was injured. I mean, will they move off of him? And there's some
1: positions that are wide open. Do you think they're focused right there on the secondary Trev? I think the defense is obviously going to be the the lion's share of where they're going to try to find some diamonds in the rough. And I think if you get even smaller there and start to look at the different parts of the secondary, that third le- or the, of the defense, I should say that third level of the defense is probably where they're most vulnerable, especially with the departure of Jalen Ramsey. And you got some of your other older players that are gone. You're gonna be leaning heavily on some younger guys like Kendrick and yeast and some other guys like that, that this is, this is where you really start throwing stuff against the wall and that you can find somebody that's just a great athlete, perhaps, and maybe you teach them what you need them to do in a football sense. Yeah,
0: and no, I think absolutely spot on too. And then the, the new, a lot of new coaches in the mix too. I think really it's a positive environment too. They can learn from Stafford. You can learn from Donald. You can learn from Cooper Cup. So you have different guys that they're plugging in that have veterans at that position or on that, in that position group that they can learn from. Yeah. So as far as a culture standpoint too, moving forward, as long as you hit on four, five, six of these guys, as far as long-term starters, you're really feeling good about that. So yeah, hopefully they find some sleepers and look, let's be honest, the successor fail of this team is going to come down to how many of these guys can fill these roles because trying to assess the 2023 Rams is pretty difficult because they're just a great unknown at this point.
1: Well, this comes back to my overarching point of this team heading into this season. Not what they say, what do they do? And they've got a truckload of undrafted free agents. They did not be very active in free. They're going to need these guys to execute the plan that they're putting in place. I just think that the plan may not be something that everybody's dying to see for an entire season, because I think the plan involves 2024, much less than it, or much more, I should say, than it does 2023.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you also, you factor in too, they had zero scratch to give out in free agency. So they really didn't have a lot of moves. And you look at the lack of depth in the secondary, I think they could really offer some of these guys a real opportunity to not only make that opening day, opening 53 man roster, but also have an impact. But in our last segment here on locked on Rams, Travis, kickers punters special teams they need love too. that's coming up on locked on rams welcome back to locked on rams thank you for making locked on rams your first listen every single day free and available revenue your podcast And if you watch us on youtube be sure to drop a comment down below do you think any of these udfas can have an impact this year let us know down below but travis in our final segment we have to talk about the kickers the punters the special teams we know of course matt gay he's no longer a los angeles ram he signed a big year big deal with the Colts 22 and half million, $10 million guaranteed. Before we talk about some of these guys, how big of a loss do you think that is for this Rams team?
1: It's huge. I mean, I, there, there's no other way to put it. Look that last year, Matt gay was the offense for a good chunk of the season. And, I don't like to invoke the name of Jeff Fisher too often, but last year did have a feel of like kind of a Jeff Fisher sort of situation where you got to play really good defense. You got to kick some field goals instead of uh, scoring some touchdowns. And Gay had a big leg. Like, you know, the the Rams have kind of gone from – one guy with a bomb leg to another guy with a bomb leg you go from greg the leg legatron Zerline to matt gay and i know that there were a few guys in between there but they finally got it figured out again with gay and the rams have been a weapon kind of once you get inside that 45 yard line it felt like you had three points in your back pocket it allows you to kind of go take some chances there once you're in your own offensive zone i think they're going to miss him now Kicking is one of those weird things, right? It's like relief pitchers in baseball. One year to the next doesn't have a lot of connectivity when those guys that are in the the best guys are the best guys. The bad guys kind of just keep washing out of the back end. But a guy that may have been bad for you could be good for me and vice versa. So I would expect they're going to get a bunch of guys through there and, and they will find somebody. The Rams have been very good on special teams, especially at the kicking position since Sean McVay's been here. And even though we don't know who that is right now, I would expect that they'll find somebody that works out yeah i think that's a fantastic point is that kickers are very volatile you don't know what you're going to
0: get from one year to the next but then also you get the justin Tug types you get the guys yeah. that will stay in the league what for what Robbie seems to Cole. be forever and have really long careers i also like the fact that you say you don't like to bring up jeff fisher yeah i treat him like voldemort and harry potter we just don't say that name so yeah i definitely appreciate that but Yeah. I mean, when you look at this team, you look at the special teams, I think it's a great situation for some of these guys to come in and have an impact. And look, you knew they were going to go this route. You knew they were going to get some UDFAs, possibly draft one late. They end up going First, we're going to talk about in the seventh round of the draft, they actually took a new ponder, Ethan Evans, yeah. of course, division two at a Wingate university. Yeah. By the way, some of these later draft picks almost wonder, Hey man, if this guy had to gone to LSU, how much would that impact his stock? I thought Wingate right. was like a timeshare company, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that.
1: You, you got to get your money invested in Wingate. They got a 2.8 <laughs> percent return per quarter, right? It just—it's what it feels <laughs> like. It doesn't—it doesn't sound like a football. But I guess if you're going to have a Wingate, he should probably be your punter. But he also has something like an 800-pound squat, right? So I love—I love a—I love, love a punter who's got the uh, the weight room unlocked. That should be—it uh, should be interesting to see how that plays out.
0: No. Yeah. That's the thing about him He's a strong guy. He's a guy that, you know, you take him in the draft that he's going to have an impact and yeah, he's beastly as a punter. So yeah, for sure. That's definitely, some of the Rams definitely target. They didn't select a kicker though. The Rams, they didn't end up selecting a kicker in the draft, but they moved very quickly to scoop one of the best ones available. They signed North Carolina state kicker, Christopher Dunn. They also signed central Florida long snapper, Alex Ward. They fill those two spots on the roster where they didn't have any active players at that position. And yeah, we're going to talk about Dunn because Dunn's very interesting. Of course, he doesn't have a leg like a Matt gay or anyone like that, but very efficient, 200 for 200 for and when it comes to extra points. So, 100% mm-hmm. there is very accurate, making 97 of 115 in college, an 84.3% conversion rate. Last season goes 28 for 29 for free goals, including a two for two from kicks beyond 50
1: plus yards. Do you think this guy could be the Rams kicker for the future? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. I, I think you bring up a good point that, look, in the NFL, in order of things that you need to do at that position, you need to make your kicks. If This is not a let's have a good batting average. This is you have to, if we decide we're going to kick, you need to make it. And you're only going to get a handful of these to miss. So I like his accuracy. I like the fact that, in, let's just say, everything inside of maybe 45 yards, you feel really good about him making. Then we can kind of go to the, Are we going to make some bombs along the way? This is where the Rams have been very lucky with Zerline and Gay. Not only were they very, very accurate kickers for the most part of their time here, but those guys that once you got inside of about the midfield, at least in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hey, we got a shot to try to kick that 58, 59, 60-yard field goal. That's the gravy on top of this. So make your PATs, make your short field goals, and you can survive in this league. So that's where I would tell him that you know really concentrate on just making sure that you're an accurate kicker. And then when you can add that distance to it a little bit later on, that's fine. This is not a position you get to learn on the job. You either make them or they go find someone else. So he needs to start hot, he needs to stay hot, or they're going to move on to another guy.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. It's an unenviable position. They'll pull the plug on you quick. They'll tarmac yep. you ASAP if you're not getting it done. But yeah, I mean, he does have the pedigree. I mean, one of the best kickers in the country. AP yep. All-American with the Luke Groves Award as a top kicker in the FBS. So he's very accurate, but the concern I have, he doesn't have that boom in his leg like we've seen with Matt Gay. Also too, they brought in Tanner Brown from Oklahoma State. He's another guy that could compete and then, hey, they could always go out and try to get a veteran kicker this summer if they want to go that route. But 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 of course, we have to end on a long snapper. we're not going to leave the show with him, but deep here we're going to talk about Alex Ward from UCF six foot five. This guy's an athlete, man. This guy's an athlete. So yeah, he was a finalist for the Patrick Manley award, which is given to the best long snapper in the country. Everybody
1: knows that Doug, everybody knows about the Patrick Manley award. <laughs> it's as iconic as the Heisman, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, look, look, this is the thing
0: too. I'm surprised he came back for the 2022 season. I thought he was going to leave early
1: for the draft. <laughs>
0: No, but look, they need a long snapper. They need a guy, but I mean, look, just kind of as an aside here, I mean, don't you agree that these guys are specialists. They do need a little more attention that they receive.
1: They they absolutely do. Like you said, the unenviable position, the, the kicker, the holder, the long snapper, you get one mistake and that's it that it, it is. It is the toughest job in the world. Maybe the kicker can afford to miss a couple along the way, but if you botch a snap, They're on the street looking for the next guy the very same day. That's just the way that you could be at that position for 10 years and you might be able to buy yourself one roller back to the holder along the way or snap it over the the punter's head out of the back of the end zone. You don't get two. And if you're a young guy, you get zero. So uh, like you said, it's a very unenviable position. It's incredibly important because the only time you notice these guys are when they do it wrong. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. It's definitely a situation where
0: no one notices them when they're just doing their job, when they're competent out there, but it's when they make that one mistake. When they make that one mistake, like Junkin of the Giants against the 49ers, I mean, he still loses sleep over that. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely hope he can come in and have an impact. And I do think just across the board, just kind of the big takeaway here is I yep. think there's a great energy with this team. I think there's a buy in from the veterans and trying to really take these guys under their wings to create a really nice atmosphere where there is a lot of competition. So, I mean, just overall, before we wrap the show today, do you think heading into this year, just the mindset, just the whole vibe of the team is definitely positive with this infusion of young talent?
1: I think there has to be. If you're an undrafted free agent, you better get on board fast or you're not going to be there long. This is you do not show up to a place thinking that this is my spot or this is how I did it here or there or the place I was before. If you're going to I don't care if it's a team coming off a 5-win season like the Rams are or you're coming off of a Super Bowl championship, the way the Rams were 2 years ago, uh the the energy level, the enthusiasm, the buy-in from those guys always needs to be high or you are down the road looking for your next job. Absolutely. But let us know down below in the comment section, which of these UDFAs
0: do you think is going to have the biggest impact? Which of these do you think can come in right away and have a role, be a starter? Will it be Quindell Johnson? Like we think, will you be Xavier Smith? Let us know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. That man to your right is the legend, Mr. Travis Rogers, the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship network, ESPN 710 LA. You can follow him him at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house it's locked on Rams house.